Welcome to another episode of Can We Say It? I'm Han. Hi everyone, I'm Beck. Welcome to another one. Another one today. I'm going to try and go more in depth on a, a topic that is, I think it's definitely something that we've been wanting to talk about for a while. Yeah, we've had it in our notes for like a very long time. That's part of a year. We have, we have. Like, let's just let's just talk about it today. Like, let's, let's see where it takes us. Let's see where this takes us. Um, you know, we, yeah. Let's just let's just talk about it. We don't need we've to put it off it, anymore. We've coined it modern anxiety for some reason. We have. Like maybe we're we're trying to say it's anxiety in today's world. Yes, because I feel like. Anxiety is more talked about in today's world. Yeah, for sure. And it's not it's not a thing to be ashamed of. No. No. I feel like but now I, people is, people talk about it, it's it's not like, oh, she's talking about that. I didn't think it's anything no, to be everyone's ashamed of at all. Yeah. If you don't have anxiety, like not even like normal. You're not. <laughs> You're not. But ten years like 10 years ago is really different. Actually, funnily enough, it's funny. I think that's what we, why we wanted to, well, why I'm okay now finally talking about it today. Just I went, yeah, let's just record it because it was interesting. Last night I went to dinner at um, my friends, my two, two of my girlfriends who I used to work with. I'm still in touch with them and trying to make an effort to see each other more. Anyway, she cooked dinner for us at her house and we were talking about this after dinner like, one of them, 10 years ago, she had crippling um, anxiety, which was brought on by a postnatal sort of hormonal imbalance with her breastfeeding and stuff. She had terrible, terrible panic attacks and anxiety. Mm. And ten, even 10 years ago, so her daughter's 10 now, When I, even I remember when she was going through it, we all had no idea what she was talking about. Like we could not, we were, could not relate. And she had no one to talk to. She said she was calling like helpline, you know, those oh, helplines. Yep. Like we don't have enough resource. We don't have enough support. There's no nothing. There's not, not, there's nothing you can really do um, right now. And this was only 10 years ago. So, and we didn't understand what she was going through. And one of our other friends was like kind of shaming her in a way. Like she, she was trivializing what she was going through. Like I, I remember inviting her to like, a birthday that my daughter was having and she came and I just was like trying to be supportive and say, Oh, it's great. You got out of the house and yeah. stuff. But she didn't leave the house. Yeah. And, um, I was just like, but I didn't understand what she was going through. Even I didn't get it. Yeah. And like, so, there yeah, is like, a difference. even in the last 10 years, it's completely changed. Yeah. It has completely changed. People are more aware of, of this and people experience it. And I do think there is a difference between like, having anxiety or having and having anxious moments okay as well do you want to elaborate on that I think like just say what you were talking about with your friend and it's like yeah like that anxiety of of not wanting to leave the house or feeling Mm -hmm. a certain way and feeling anxious all the time anxious Mm -hmm. people um is more kind of different to I don't know like just say you know, moments that I've had personally, even in this last year of like, like almost like an anxiety attack kind of thing. 
But when you did, when you had that, like say something stressful is happening in your life and mm-hmm. you had it, is it fleeting and then it goes away or does it stay with you? I think it's it's fleeting. It might it might like come in a wave of like that day and like you having a panic, kind of a panic attack, anxiety mm-hmm. attack. Um, and yeah, you're super anxious. You're freaking out, and yeah, it might die down. You know, if you have any anything that can kind of help calm your mind, and then yeah, it might happen again like the next day or the next week, or something triggers the anxiety. So do you mind if I ask, like, for you, like, did it personally, does it go away by itself or do you have to do something for it to go away Um, when it happened? I think it just, I think when it's, like, really intense anxiety or it's something that's bothering you, like, there's an actual, you know why. I almost feel like I have to talk about it, cry it out, talk about it, either with, with my husband or just with someone I think meditation can help like just in general on an everyday to try keep you calm mm-hmm. don't know if it I, I mean it's different for everyone that's gone through all these different personal experiences I think it's yeah I think, I think it is a good distinction to make yeah There's so many different types of anxiety and personal situations like I think your distinction is really good. It's like you knew why you were having an anxiety attack because something very stressful was happening in that moment. It's it's those times when people are overwhelmed with anxiety and stress and are having a panic attack out of the blue. Like they could be like walking around. It happens. But for 36 years and all of a sudden they're like having a panic attack and like no idea what's going on. Yeah, and that's why I feel like there's all different kinds of anxiety mm-hmm. um, that people go through on a day day to day, and yeah, there are ones that are a lot more severe. Yeah, but others. I feel like most yeah most people we can say generally have experienced it at one point or another in their lifetime. I yeah, I would say that. I'm sorry, I would think it was very rare. Okay, there are some people, I'm not gonna say everyone has experienced it, but I would what would you say? Would you say at least ninety five percent of people? Yeah, unless you're a sociopath, yeah. Right. Like you have gone through something or something even if it's mild, like something horrible happened or something stressful happened and you were very anxious. You know what anxiety feels like. It's yeah. It's everyone yeah, I would say ninety percent have that kind of have had that feeling. Of course. And I you're right, like people deal with it in different ways or they have certain things that help them, you know, I whether it be yeah meditation therapy which yoga yoga um yeah like i think like things like meditation and yoga might kind of keep you calm so when these situations happen you're uh, maybe in a better place to deal with them but yeah sometimes yeah. you can't like but they're not always it. yoga and meditation will not solve the no. whatever it is you're going through if you're dealing with some kind of in my case it's probably repressed anxiety which is mm-hmm. probably a real thing um it can manif- manifest out of the blue um maybe you maybe it's something you've been possibly avoiding for years or you haven't 
dealt with. I don't know. But like, or maybe you have like, maybe you've got a hormonal imbalance. Maybe you're quick to anger. Yoga and meditation can like help you calm yourself, I guess, or, or be in a better state. But it doesn't, if you're not dealing with the root of the problem, it doesn't necessarily keep you calm in every situation that you go through in your life. Exactly. You're not going to be a Buddha at all times. No, no. And you're not supposed to be like, that's okay. (laughs) I feel like in, in today's society, because people speak about it quite openly and it's okay. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we're, you know, there are more, there's meditation apps that people are talking about it on the radio, men- mental health, like there's people are quite, you know, there's more of that. Yeah. People are open and there's more of a focus on mental health now and ways to deal with things. More people are realizing that taking care of your mental health is equal or even more important potentially than your physical health. You can go in, a, in Australia, you can go to a GP and get a mental health plan that subsidizes therapy sessions, which is mm-hmm. an amazing, uh, it's an amazing service and, and, and it's an amazing uh, kind of program for people who really need help. Yeah, it is because it is like some people do have it quite serious than others. And I think that they're, they're taking into that account now and they're trying to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even like, I feel like I I think it was at when one of your daughters was at her school. Did they have like was it mindful classes or something? I remember. Yeah, some- mindfulness, and they have well being weeks. There you yeah, go. I think she really liked the idea of that. So Love every that. month, every month they had well being week, and during well being week, there's no homework, and they work on ways to increase your resilience to. Um, deal with any kind of bullying like what would you do they'd have some of them have like uh, mindfulness sessions or how to realize like how to kind of like maybe sometimes there was yoga there or mindfulness meditations some stuff like that it was just about your well-being rather than really good taking a chill pill yeah, like I, I hope, I hope, and maybe I, I don't know. I hope other schools do this as well. Like, and this is going from even like preschool to school to high school. Like, I think this should be in mandatory. all the schools mandatory. Yeah. I mean, sure. even now, I'm, I'm seeing books when we're picking out books for our little one about that, like ABC Mindful Me, which we got. You know, there's all. I mean, he's a little bit too young for this yet, but it's really great to see that there are books for 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 toddlers as well <laughs> just to start them give them like start them off on the right track like yeah. it's okay to have feelings and it's okay to feel certain ways or how to deal with with certain things because yeah that's true we didn't never definitely never got any of that no I feel like kids are dealing with a lot more as well I don't know. I don't think uh, they're dealing. Uh, they're dealing with a lot of different. Um, they're dealing with assuredly a lot of information being thrown at them, but uh, I don't think that they're necessarily having tougher situations. Right. Well, right. I just think that with the added of social media, I think it's just the social media yeah, technology. So, stuff. Yeah. More so that more than 
more than anything. And they all they all know once they get to school, they all know that their parents and teachers want them to have less screen time. They know that screen time is affecting potentially your mental health. Absolutely. I mean, and I guess it's depending on what you're using screen time for, but yes, definitely. Yeah, I do want to say in, as well, I forgot to mention like in regards to doctors, um, when I was saying about mental health care plans, there is also the, there is a sort of negative side to that, which is GPs, doctors can prescribe medications pretty willy-nilly. If you say your anxiety is pretty high, which means like you can get all these medications that you don't necessarily need. No. And I'm, I mean, I'm not one for medication. I was Um, offered it and and, um, I was prescribed, but I never took it. And I, I have been in a situation, and this goes back, I would say, like 15 years, ooh, even more, maybe more than that, I feel maybe a good 15 years ago. Yeah, I remember going to see a doctor and being really upset about something or just feeling down, and he, after seeing him once, gave me these, um, gave me medication to try, which you know I don't think was? he should have. Um, I think it was Lexapro which is an antidepressant, and mm. I don't think he should have given those to me at all. How old were you? Um, early 20s. Mm. And it had the reverse effect on me, I remember, like especially when I tried to get off them. I didn't take them for that long, but I don't think he should have just been handing them out to me. Yeah. Quickly. There is a question. There's a question mark around that. I think psychiatrists definitely assess you through therapy and then, make a diagnosis and they are they are trained to they are trained psychiatrists and there's a big difference and I'm I don't want to be I don't I'm not trying to educate but if you don't know like therapists psychologists are just people with an um that's really psych I don't want to belittle them but they do have an arts degree but they're not they cannot prescribe you anything Mm -hmm. they have no right they're not doctors to prescribe but psychiatrists can assess your mental health and then make a concoction of the exact amount of types of medication that you need. And I think it's important to do this before you consider medication. Yep. So yeah. Absolutely. I, I feel like that would be the last resort for me. I think I would try everything. Yeah. I, I, that's where I went headed. I tried everything. I did. I just thought I can do this. I want to deal with the core problem. I don't want to take medication. Mm-hmm. To numb the problem. I, I, I think I know lots of people who do take medication and haven't, didn't, didn't, didn't gel with therapy. Don't, didn't thought it was, didn't help them or was a crock. Didn't shop around because you have to click with someone. You, do. You, you. Do. you have to find the right person for you. I'm not saying these people aren't right, but they may not be right for you. For you, exactly. You've got to click with them. It's like having chemistry with someone. Yeah. Anyway, I know lots of people that do just take the pill and it makes them feel better and it's fine. And that's, that's you know, that's your personal decision as a human being to do. Of course. I just didn't want to take it, so I tried everything else. And I, like, I quit caffeine. I haven't had caffeine in, like, almost two years. I've had it since I quit in mid-2019. I've only had it, like, once or twice and it's it's like a drug I could take it and I can feel it rushing all throughout my body my heart starts racing mm-hmm. and then um minimizing I don't really drink alcohol um 
every now and then I might have one or consciously um, decide I'm going to drink, but I it's a it's a trigger for my panic, so mm-hmm. I don't really drink alcohol. And then doing everything like you said, meditation, yoga, mm-hmm. therapy, everything. Yeah, exercise. But again, that's manageable for me. Yep. But not for everyone. Some people don't. Some people have it much worse. Worse. And yeah, and you can, and it's just like I said. There's so many different types of anxiety, and it's it is a mind. A lot of well, no, I, I, this is how I feel. A lot of it is it can be partially mind because you create obviously a lot of things in your mind and in your head and you can create it to be a whole thing and a whole situation and Mm -hmm. things can just build up in your head of more and more more things that are bothering you that it's upsetting you or you're just not even sure to Mm -hmm. create this burst that you have or there are there are some serious if you're going through certain things or something's going on with you like a you know, who knows some kind of problem and you know where that anxiety is coming from. So you're dealing with a situation, like an actual mm-hmm. situation, or you're dealing with something in your mind. It's like two different things. Um, yes, but then there's the third part, which maybe not many people go through. It's when it's when your mind seems fine. You think you're fine, but your body's telling you you're not fine. Or you have physical symptoms. You have physical symptoms and you're like, okay, my body's trying to tell me I need to deal with something deeper in my, in my head. Like Mm -hmm. that's what the panic attack and that's what a panic attack or an anxiety attack out of nowhere is. It's like, you or might, headaches or headaches, yeah. a flush, like uh, tingles, um, numbness, heart palpitations and pounding, headache. Like, yeah, we just we said headaches um, and low blood pressure and stuff like that. It can be signs that you need to um, deal with something that's you've maybe been not your body's saying, hey, you got to either, maybe you've got to slow down, maybe you've been working too hard or maybe you've not been treating yourself well. Like self-care is a thing. Like have you been just pushing yourself to the limit? Like are you trying to achieve a certain goal and you're like going above and beyond, like not getting enough sleep potentially? Or maybe you're worrying about something and that's having an effect. All these all these things we do in our mind sort of affects our body so much. I think it's been really clear now. It's more prevalent. Everyone's realizing the connection between the mind and body. Yep. I think so. There's well. always a price to pay, you know, like your body's going to, if your, your body's going to tell you when something's wrong, it's like, Hey, listen, or your mind's going to tell you like, you know, you know, or you, like you said, you could make up a whole anxiety thing in your head and it does spiral. I've been in those situations like you're like maybe you you know those situations where you're like a, like you're having a really stressful time and then you make your mind starts swirling and spiraling and like it gets worse and worse and mm-hmm. worse. That's yeah, that happens to me a lot. Yeah, Just or but you can, you can have the flip side where your body's um, going through all these symptoms and then your mind goes, oh, I'm dying. <laughs> right, exactly. And then you're in more of a panic because you're like, I can't stop this. I'm going to die. Like, And that's, I think there's a lot of situations now where people have these physical symptoms and the doctors can't figure out what it is. 
because it's more than yeah. that. Like, oh, I've my leg or I'm feeling this way or I've, like you physically like something's happening to you you're broken out in rashes something mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you get checked up and you get specialists and they can't find anything wrong mm-hmm. you know it's deeper than that you know like yeah, that's, I oh my god Beck you're literally describing the exact process that I went through right I did that yes. I, thought, I thought there was something wrong with me I had every I said to the doctor I said you need to, because she's like, because I, I think it was like the second time I went to, I was like, what would you, because what would you like me to do? I go, I want blood tests. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I want scans. I want x-rays. I want um, ultrasounds. I want, this is where, okay, I get doctors and all, but I don't feel like doctors can't always fix everything. There are other doctors. There are holistic doctors. There are healers. Mm. There are. I'm more that route, but I I understand people's decision to go the scientific the other way as well. So I'm mm-hmm. I I understand, but I also yeah, it is you know there's something deeper than that when yes, there's no blood test sometimes, there's no ultrasounds, they can't find anything. And they didn't. Yeah. Everything came back okay. I'm like, okay, so I'm not dying. Well you're not you're okay, right. now I've got to and now I've got to go a different route. Right, exactly. Yeah, you've you've like you've gone you've got yourself properly checked. Process um, of elimination. Yes, you can eliminate that. Okay, maybe I do need to speak to someone, or maybe I'll need a bit of therapy, or maybe I'll go to a spiritual healer, or maybe yeah. I will work on my diet or go get this calm app people talk about, or like a meditation app, or you know, so I understand people wanting to rule out that and then they're like, Okay, it might be a mind thing or there's something I need to deal with. Excuse me, sneezing on the podcast. That's the first, sorry. Bless you. Um, yeah, so I just think there's, you know. There's other there's routes you can. There are. And you know what? They're really good. Yeah, it, they are. And I think the, the good thing about all of this uh, is that it is more commonly spoken about. Yeah, that's um, the good part. I think that's a really, I think it's a really important, healthy um, evolution in our society. I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You don't have to hide the fact. There's no stigma, in, really. No. Well, not as much. I think still people still don't understand more serious mental illnesses. Like, I think there's still some stigma around being bipolar or, of course, yeah, narcissistic or all those really heavy ones, mm-hmm. which you definitely need a psychiatrist for. Yeah, um, but it's it's good that, I mean, yes, there are, you know, the, you, the anxiety is on many different levels, but it's comforting to know that maybe you can speak to a friend about it. An event, like, even on, on a smaller scale, because they probably have gone through something similar um, yeah. or, or different, but they understand, like, it's not, it's not something you don't have to like not talk about anymore and there are places to go or there are apps that can help you there's things you can read you, you know you can there's there's all different kinds of ways to try to help deal with it and it doesn't make it any easier it's like it is a hard thing to go through and it's it can be constant like it's it's not something you deal with or you have oh I have anxiety I'm going to deal with it and then it goes away it's not no it's that, constant you know that's a good point you have to you have to constantly manage it and you can easily let it slip and then you fall into sort of 
you think it's gone. Yeah. Then it will creep, creep it will back creep in. Up. Something else might happen and it might bring it on again. Like it's just. So you really have to hard. practice that self-care all the time. You need to, need to like, and I, it sounds so corny, but it is. And I don't, I don't necessarily like the terms with that self-care, self-love, loving yourself. Like, I think it's more, it's not just, it's not, um, it's not what the words say it is. It's like more what you were saying where, um, like to, 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 it's more about like recognizing that you need to, um, I don't know, like feed, feed yourself in some way, like feed your soul with what makes you happy. Yeah. Um, but your also attitude like, as well. Yeah, your attitude, but like it's eating good foods that are nourishing or practicing any kind of like spiritual practices or, or meditation that you do, even going to therapy, like self-care it's, it is important, right? Yeah. Sometimes it is nice to go. Because someone's listening to you. They don't know you in a sense. They know you, but they're not in your um, friend circle or family circle. Like you're going to someone else that's outside of your world yeah you're having a chat and that might even make you feel better even for me like sometimes even being at home with like your family it's really hard I will go by myself I'll need my I need time to leave I go out for a run or or a walk by myself yeah just me it's so that's really you can it is so important yeah um absolutely or making time with your friends as well yeah yeah I think it's true like just you have to make time for yourself by yourself. If yeah, you and can, I think moms, mom, yeah, m- moms could easily fall into that trap oh. because they're always like, they it's always have to be responsibilities, and they'll be like, yeah. "Forget it, I don't even want to go out. I just want to like sit at home on the couch." Like, we've yeah. got to make the effort. Yeah, you have to because the responsibility a lot of the time falls on them, like whether they're like partners working and or d- d- whatever it is, and they're the ones that are having to kind of hold it down. And yeah, not, uh, you know, it's it is hard as well because you're looking, you know, you have your kids or your baby or whatever. It's like 24 seven. It's easy to forget about yourself. Easy to forget about yourself. And we do that a lot because we're thinking of, we're thinking and we're having to do things for everyone else. Yeah. Um, And even, but even like people can cover up anxiety with like food or shopping or. mm -hmm. Oh yeah. There's like that retail therapy yeah you got to watch out for those other little distractions too yeah of course because that's not gonna that's gonna like satisfy you like oh yay but it's not gonna satisfy your inside (laughs) rarely fixed I think it's interesting what he wrote here there is a difference between anxiety and anxious people what do you mean by that so there's you know how there are some people I mean that are just like they're just anxious people I don't know if you ever come across that you can feel that energy it almost makes you anxious where people are kind of I'm like that I feel like I'm highly neurotic no I don't highly strong neurotic no I don't think you're like that I do have you know people in my family that I feel are like that because it makes me a bit worked up I don't think people get worked up around you I don't think they do well isn't that weird that energy Maybe different people you sense different energy from them. Like, because I, once people get to know me, I'm like pretty. I feel like I'm 
pretty highly strung. But maybe, no, I don't know. Maybe your perception of yourself obviously is different. I don't think so. Maybe you're feeling that inside sometimes and you're wondering. But it's not vibing. No, I don't think you give off that that energy. But, but I know what you mean. I have someone met someone like storms through a door or you meeting, like, I don't know, and they're like talking and they're very like. Phonetic, yes. Like, yes. And you're like, whoa, okay. Yeah, I've met them. Uh, I've worked like, with them. You either need to try and calm the energy down and keep keep your yeah, it does change energy the, whole the same, energy but the they room. keep hard. Well, yeah, because they're kind of high, high, strung, anxious people. Yeah, and then do you think that they are feeling anxious inside, or they're just vibing that energy? Yeah, I think that they're just feeling anxious inside, or it's so normal to them that that's just how they are. And it's not because mm-hmm. of one thing that's going on. It's like something that they, that's how they work. Like they're, yeah, I don't know. They're like, they, they don't, they're not calm. It's a good point. And that's where you need, that's where all your preparation and your management and consistency of taking care of yourself will be a, will be a defense for you with, when you encounter people with this type of energy. Yeah. And it is hard to kind of, um, anchor in your energy and stay as relaxed as you can. It's really you know hard. What, yeah. If you can do that, you can almost calm them down with your energy. You know, like just say you're yeah. going to get a massage and you're quite stressed, but the minute you walk into the space where there's music playing or someone's talking to you really calmly, like you can kind of calm down a bit. Yeah. I feel like you can do that as a person with people sometimes as well. Mm. Sometimes people try and match someone else's energy and then you're both like feeling anxious and you don't even know why. But if you can kind of stay centered Mm -hmm. in the midst of that, like that's a pretty cool tool to have. Yes, but it's hard to always do. Oh, of course. But, yes, you could totally – um, if you really genuinely are like, okay, you're consciously like you realize, okay, this is too crazy for me. I'm just going to step away or, or I'm going to do, I'm just going to be like really super calm in this situation and like be not like be all sort of relaxed way of speaking with them and you're consciously trying to calm them down. It could work, but if you're having a bad day, you just might get yeah. sucked into your vortex. Of course, like sometimes it's good to to be aware of of that in people like, and maybe step away. At the same can. time, when I've been in those situations, the effort it takes to counter their energy is it's a cost on me. Mm. As oh, well. it's draining. It can draining end up exhausted, like physically. I find. And this is a whole, I don't know if this is dealing with anxiety, but sometimes like you'll, yeah, be speaking to someone that maybe is an anxious person and you'll leave there like wiped, like mm. you'll be tired and drained because it's just a lot. Yeah, and I think I think it's important to keep a pers- good, I feel like the people who I've, who people in my life who are the most, grounded without any kind of anxiety at all mm-hmm. um are have a really good perspective on life like yep. they just don't let things get to them yeah 
It's true. So even if you encounter those situations and you can keep a perspective, a good perspective, like, eh, this, like it's not, it's not gonna, it's not really like, oh, this is person's interesting or funny yeah. or like, okay, they've yeah. got a weird energy and just take it for what it is. It can kind of roll off. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what that can happen too, but it all depends on what mood you're, you're in. Exactly. Absolutely. You can, you can get to that point and that's a good place to be in. Sometimes when you put things in perspective, like, you know what, what I'm feeling is nothing compared to what some people are suffering. Mm-hmm. You can almost get out of your head in yeah. that way. Like, you can. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like so having you, little pep ch- talks with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That can help as well. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm glad we decided to talk about this. It's been something we've been wanting to talk about um, for a while. Yeah. Do now. we want to um, shout out to any of the apps we use? Yes, I love. I well, I haven't used it in a while, but I did. I do like the app Calm, uh-huh. and I, I do. I will be honest. I do like this. I I love um, Oprah and Deepak Chopra do it like twenty one days of meditation like every so oh, often. Yeah. I can't I can't say I've finished it and got to the end. I'm still striving to, um, but because they do say it like can take three weeks to get into a habit, and I'm still not there yet with with it. But I do love their little mini um, meditations, and I love when they do they do this, and it touches on certain subjects each time that they do it. And I think it, how it long do they go for? They usually chat for maybe the first eight to nine minutes, and then maybe a ten minute meditation. So it's not that long. Okay, like twenty twenty minutes or so. It's doable. Um, it's which is doable. It is. Um, it really is. So I recommend those. I think they even now have an app like Calm for Kids. Yeah, they do. Which is great. Um, Headspace, I think, is another one. I think that's what. Yeah, it's pretty, that good, pretty too. good too. I've got some free ones, Mind Bliss and, um, Mind Bliss and Meditation, Let's Meditate, are two free ones that are really good too. Awesome. So if, if you haven't checked those ones out and you're listening, definitely give those a shot and give yeah. it a go. Um, yeah, I'm just yeah. I just always find sometimes like I've got to like the person who's speaking. Their voice has to resonate with me. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, that's important. So, and it can be Major. It's so different for different people. Like one person can love a certain app and love that person's voice and others don't and and it's like, yeah, so definitely maybe give those a go and see what works with you. But, um, yeah, this is, it's common, it's normal, it's good to talk about and mm-hmm. it's real Yeah, to talk about real. Yeah, I'm glad we talked about this. Um, yeah, thank you for listening to anyone that yeah. um, stayed with us through the episode. And, um, yeah, we look forward to to another episode soon. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Can we see it? Can we see it?